It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main. I am very excited to bring you another amazing guest today. She is a tall drink of water who is unapologetic and unafraid to be all of who she is. She is a sexuality and self-worth coach. She is an epic human being. I'm bringing you the amazing, the one and only Michelle Penning, who is joining us on today on the show. After faking orgasms, she is no longer, hello, beautiful, mm. you're no longer faking orgasms. You are showing up as you are. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm excited to get into it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was just having a little feeling to, I just wrote a little piece um, just like a little while ago and because it dawned on me that when we're in, I'm going to use like the darkness or a really challenging time, I had this thought come through where we don't, Often when we're in that darkness and we've got nothing to lose, we don't wear any masks there. We allow ourselves to mm. be fully seen, you know, and um, mm. we allow ourselves mm. most high, you know, to be fully broken. And I realized that the light cannot always have that same clarity and where we do often wear masks. And, you know, and we feel like we have to be something other than we, other than we're not. So I wanted to ask you and get your opinion on, you know, like you talked about faking orgasms and I feel like there's a real correlation between why do we have to feel like we have to fake orgasms or, you know, why is it so acceptable to be fake in general? Mm. Yeah. So I feel like, like what you said at the beginning of, you know, when we're in these like dark periods and, you know, it's almost like a, like a fuck it attitude. Yeah. Like, like you said, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. It, for me, it feels like because there's a real detachment from any outcome. Like there, it's just like, I'm not trying to get anything. I'm not trying to get somewhere. I'm not trying to achieve anything. So there's a real detachment and, there's nothing really in it, right? And so when you're in terms of faking orgasms, why do we do that? Well, because we have an attachment to maybe someone else's feelings, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't want you to feel bad or I, I just want to avoid confrontation. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I don't want to have like an argument or, you know, anything like that. So I'm just going to stay in this safe zone of faking it. And at the core of us as human beings, right? Like a core need is to be loved, to be accepted, to belong. Mm. Right. And so oftentimes I know for me, like, on a on a deeper level the reason i was faking orgasms was because i wanted to be accepted i wanted i wanted to be accepted myself i wanted them to feel accepted mm. so it goes really really deep and i think that that goes throughout our entire lives right you ask like why is it acceptable to be fake and it's like because sometimes when we're authentically ourselves, we say the wrong thing <laughs> and people like can reject us or not agree. And there might be confrontation or it opens up a whole realm of maybe some uncomfortable emotions. And so it's much easier in the short term to be fake and to just say the right thing and do the right thing so that you can be accepted. Mm, mm, yeah. Why, yeah. why then is that, what, or what does that do to our self-worth in, you know, you talk about it being, you know, in the short term, what does that do to, do mm. to us internally when, when we're doing this, you know, adopting this fakeness or the masks or trying to please everybody mm. or, trying to avoid confrontation or not wanting to say or do the wrong thing. Um, what does that do to us internally, do you think? So, yeah, so in the short term, you're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm safe, I'm good. But on a long-term scale, it's going to chip away at you because you're going to start to realize the people that are around you don't actually love you for you because you're not being yourself, you're not speaking your truth. And so that's where this like murkiness can come in, right? And we're like, we jealousy gets invited in of like, oh, I wonder if he's more attracted to her or all these things, because you're putting on this persona, you're presenting this mask. And this happens so much in relationships, right? Because we start and we're like, on our best behavior. And that's super natural, yeah. of course, like, we do that because we like a person and we want to put our best foot forward. But when it's getting to the point of like, you pick up little signals from them of things that they like in a woman yeah. and then you try to be that. Yeah. yeah. And like when, when that's happening, they're not actually falling in love with you. Right. They're putting, they're falling in love with this person that you have presented to yeah. them. So over the long term, your relationship will fall apart and your sense of self will become like non-existent because you don't even, if you do that for your entire life, which I did, you don't even know who you are because you've tried on so many different personas and agreed with so many different opinions and done so many different things. Even the way that I dressed, you know, I would try to dress a certain way to, to be a certain person that I thought people would like and resonate with. And so when I started doing this sort of work, I was like, I have no idea who I am or what I like 
or what opinions I have. Yeah. So it was a real journey of like self-discovery. So true. It just, it blows my mind that, and I kind of question the whole, how can it be so accepted when it's so detrimental, you know, to our entire well-being? Mm. Why do you think we haven't been taught this as children about our worth mm. and listening to our inner self and being unafraid, being taught to be unafraid and unapologetic for who we are? Why isn't this more of a common practice, do you think? Mm. I think that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have. And so often, if you have a parent who's teaching you these things of, you know, be polite, say the right thing, like, have good manners, which is like, great, but, you know, sometimes that can bury um, you being your authentic yeah. self. And for me, it was a real like, oh, when I realized my parents are actual people. Yeah and not just my parents, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that they, they might be struggling with their own lack of self-worth. And so they can only teach you what they know. Right. And so really like it starts with, this can be a ripple effect, right? Like someone might see this conversation and, and then they want to change the way that they parent or something. And so I'm hoping that that will ripple throughout the world. Okay. But um, yeah, I think it's it's good to know that people are just doing the best that they can. But the more that we start to tune in with ourselves, then we can help others, right? Like if you if you're not connected to yourself, if you have a lack of self worth, then of course you're gonna pass that on because those are your belief systems, right? Like that's that's what you know, and so. That's probably what their parents taught them and what their parents taught them before. So, yeah, it can be, I mean, all the things we get taught as little children, be a good girl, you know, be polite, smile. I hate that. I hate that. Like, I hate when people tell me to smile. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think it's, I wish, I really, really wish that more people knew about this but i do think that everyone's doing kind of the best that they can yeah i feel like in your journey where there was a really defining moment where mm. you just went nah that's it you know that's things have got to change yeah. this is you know and often you know sometimes it can be this slow unraveling which I'm sure may have been the case, but I feel like for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is there yeah. was some, there was like a really defining moment. I'm really curious yeah. to hear about that. And then what were some of the steps that you took to really, I think, um, allow the unraveling to take place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I had been seeing a man for like not that long we were t we were together and he suddenly broke up with me and I was devastated 
And it wasn't so much that particular relationship that I was really upset about, Mm -hmm. but it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I was grieving every relationship I'd ever had. And it was my light bulb moment of, maybe I'm the common denominator (laughs) maybe it's not all of them maybe I'm contributing to this I know know. it was so much easier when I could blame them (laughs) so I like literally it's it's crazy but the universe just aligned for me at that period and I had six weeks of of no bookings lined up and for stripping because I was in the sex industry and I had the money sitting there and I saw this post on Facebook about this retreat in Thailand and I just went my intuition just went you have to go and four days after he broke up with me I was on a plane um, for six weeks (laughs) to Thailand and I, I got involved in a little bit of Tantra and all these like meditation and Reiki and yoga and all these different modalities and breath work. And breath work was actually, I'd say like the first real piece that changed my life. I had done this really intense breath work, which I'd never done before ever. And I was sobbing and I, in the integration period, I was laying there full body tingles And I was weeping because I had never felt such profound love for myself before. And breath work really allows you to like get out of like the the cortical control where we're like thinking and analyzing and drop deep into the body. And that was the first time I'd experienced that. And I was like, holy shit, is this what love feels like? Wow, no wonder people are obsessed with this feeling. (laughs) And I was like, I need to to hang on to this. I need to like discover this. And yeah, so I like really dedicated my life to figuring out how I could hang on to that feeling for myself. And through that, like, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. And then it was easy. And then it was like, now I love myself. No, like I waited through a lot of shit to get to where I am and I'm still going but um something that really really changed my life was dancing eros yes um, I can see my dog in the puppies. background <laughs> crazy. is he okay <laughs> he's excited That's about not, dancing yeah. eros as well singing has that effect doesn't it <laughs> it sure does yeah so so dancing eros like for anyone who doesn't know um it's like a journey into the feminine through a series of different archetypes and it was really the first time i've done a little bit of inner child work but the maiden specifically for me was really really challenging really challenging like i just cried and cried and cried because it was like the first time that i'd connected with my little girl And I'd say that has been not necessarily dancing eros, but connecting with my my little girl, my inner child, has been probably one of the biggest pieces that has helped me to love myself. Because before, like you know, I'd get triggered and I'd feel jealous or um, 
or angry at a partner and I would have a lot of judgment on myself about that like oh for god's sakes Michelle it's like you're acting insane you're being crazy like don't do that and now like I can come from a place of okay like yeah I can see that my inner child is like I'm gonna they're gonna leave me no freaking out and I can come with a real compassion and love and acceptance and really hold her and parent her and so I'd say like anyone wanting to embark on a journey of self-love self-discovery is to like start there like it can even be like just five minutes just you know seeing your yourself at you know five or six or whatever age really resonates for you and just see them sitting there and just invite them to to maybe hug you or if they need anything and like when I first connected with her she was pissed Mm. (laughs) like she was like I don't want anything to do with you because I've ignored her for so long and so it really took time to cultivate and nourish that relationship yeah you said before you spoke about breath work I'm curious so for Mm. anybody who watching because I agree that you know I think the breath is the most understated thing on the planet um what can what is like a practice or is there any like devotional kind of tools that you use with breath that people can begin to um connect with their breath and begin to connect Mm. in with themselves what can people do yeah so um in terms of like sexuality and whatnot um breath is one of the biggest keys you know for anything breath is the one of the biggest keys into the body and i noticed i did this myself and a lot of my clients do this as well i think people not just women no, men do it will hold hold their breath yeah. during sex yeah. and like really shallow breathing there's a lot of contraction in the solar plexus and the mm. belly quite often mm. Um, and so first off, open your mouth, like relax your jaw because there's a connection between the jaw and the pelvis. So if you have like a tight jaw, you'll probably have a tight pelvis as well, pelvic floor muscles and all of that. So, uh, relax your jaw and start to breathe in and out through the mouth. And really focus on like breathing deep into your belly, like full, long inhales and exhales and like focus on the sensation of the breath going in, like flowing in and out of your body. And if you want to like, you know, supercharge that in the in the bedroom with yourself or with your partner, adding sound is incredibly important and so you might feel really uncomfortable with that but even just a like that's a good place to start because that can feel like yeah when I ask people clients to sound they're like no no that's too much but that's like one of the breath and sound are like the keys to the body and moving the energy through and um yeah kind of like dissolving that contraction within the belly it's like breath goes in there and it's just like an ice chipper and it just like chips away at like the contraction and the blockages and all of that yeah so 
And then if you're wanting to do like breath work, breath work, if you haven't done it before, I would recommend going to a class or working with a practitioner who knows what they're doing because it can be like super full on mm. if you're doing full breath work, which is like connected breathing. So no pause between the inhale and the exhale. And yeah, when I first did it, I was like overwhelming. I thought I was going to die. I was like, what's happening? Um, and it can, so, so, it can sound really silly because it's like, well, everybody breathes and how can, you know, pretty mm. sure I know what to do. But it really is, it is a learned It's practice. so crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, we're really used to most people just really shallow breathing mm -hmm. up in the chest and that actually creates anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so like, you might not be used to like letting your belly fully expand and let go. And also, right, we're used to suck it in, mm -hmm. like have a flat stomach. So constantly I noticed, I didn't even, I wasn't aware I was doing this until I started mm -hmm. learning about this, but I had, my belly contracted all the time, all the time. even when I'm laying there watching a movie, yeah. it was always, always contracted. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot yes. of, I want to say women, but I'm sure men do it as well. Um, but that is a common one. I think that we feel like we have mm. to suck it in. Um, and expect like if, you know, yeah. and especially, I mean, if you've like, I'm, um, I've got a dancing background and, so you always have to be poised, you know, mm -hmm. tummy in, butt in, you know, and that's just, and yep. head up. Like, that's, that's so, it's yes. just, you know, we come, it's mechanical almost, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask mm. you about... I feel like that there's a question around, I want to feel, there's a question around worth, but I actually want to ask you about, you talking earlier about um, the connection that you had to your maiden and how, how disconnected you felt to her. Um, do you find that, and in, cause in my own, um experience is that the one that we fit the thing that we fear the most is what we need the most why do we fear the things that we actually really need and that will help us mm. 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 <sighs> we're like mm. our primal brain like this like fight or flight response is designed to keep us safe, which is great because it keeps us out of danger. But it cannot perceive the difference between an actual threat and a perceived threat, like a, it's not actually a threat. And so these, these things that are like, I know this is gonna be good for me. I know this is the thing but there's this like almost irrational fear around it. And it's because it's going to take us out of our comfort zone, right? The things that are like, 
oh, that's easy. We have no fear yeah. to them because it's, it's still within our cushy little yeah. bubble. And so the things that are actually going to give us the most growth is going to be triggering and probably feel really resistant, right? They say like the greater the resistance, the bigger the transformation. Very true. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're feeling like pretty resistant to something, like maybe it's your self-pleasuring practice or saying an affirmation or something that's probably the thing mm. that's going to catapult you into like your next level of growth yes. yeah and so I for me know when when I <laughs> when I'm like no I'm not doing that that's stupid <laughs> I, I have to do it yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to do it yes. yeah the things that are like Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm like, oh, that's okay. It's probably not the thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, anger was super easy for me to tap into. This like primal, deep, like rage, like these are my boundaries. That was easy mm -hmm. for me. The softness, the vulnerability, the like, yeah, that innocence was incredibly, incredibly difficult for me. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage anyone out there that's like, if you're feeling resistant to something, that might be the path. But also check in with yourself because it can get a little bit tricky because sometimes it is just a full no, right? If there's something like it's just not in alignment, it's a no, and, and that's okay too. But getting really clear on, okay, what's a full no and what's just like my fear talking, trying to keep me in this safe comfort zone. Yeah, and how, mm. like, how do people tell the difference between the full bodied no to it's just mm. fear and therefore you just got to do it. That's, that's the thing that you got to do because I think it can be quite mm. confusing to navigate um you know at times so how can people begin to break down and listen and know the difference between the two mm. yeah so when i'm working with clients i do on a really um like a, a body mind yep. base so i would encourage you to look like scan your body when you're thinking about this mm. like visualize yourself doing whatever it is you're going to do and scan your body and find these places of resistance or fear or no um and see like okay so it might be like for me it's generally like a contraction in my solar plexus um that i can feel and so i will try to drop into that feeling and embody that feeling and so what you can actually do is speak from that place. So get really quiet and just like sink into that feeling. So that contraction in the solar plexus. And then it's like, what is your purpose? And speak from that place. And so it might be like the amount of times I've gotten to keep Michelle safe. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. For me, and everyone's a little bit different, but my no feels really clear. Mm. So when I'm scanning my body, there's not a lot. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot. It feels just really centered and aligned. And there's no real 
charge mm -hmm. behind it. It's just a, no, that's not for me. And that's okay. And I'm like, I'm set with that. If there's a real charge around it, that's probably the, the fear or a trigger or something trying to keep you in that zone. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Because mm. um, mm. I agree with you, like it is my go-to. It's like if that thing scares me, then I'm like, well, that's what I've got to do, you know. And then there's been times mm. where, you know, I, you know, for me I go, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no, you know, and there's mm -hmm. nothing in between. Um, but there's been times where, and like even just recently, is that I really wanted to do this thing, right? And mm. then I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I was excited. I was a full bodied like, fuck yes. And then there was a change in the flow, which meant that it wasn't going to unfold the way I thought it was. And it changed everything and it became mm. undoable in, in my timeline. And I was like, mm. crap. So I'm checking in and I'm going, Oh, what am I? Am I a yes? Am I a no? But I really wanted to do the thing and navigating through that was, it was quite, and it took a while. And for me, who's quite practiced at it, um, it took a while because I actually genuinely really wanted to do the thing. Um, so mm -hmm. I think where I'm going, I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, where was I going with that? Is that even though sometimes you might think that you really, really, might want something it takes courage to honor that no and trust within yourself as well you know is that you might not get yep. the answer that you actually thought that you wanted and mm. you know but having that level of trust is so so important mm. yes um I want to ask you about, and I just noticed before, because Marcus just commented on your beautiful white dress, um, and it is, and oh, it was quite, because it's quite, because I just went in, and I'm like, oh, we're in black and white, and which is totally, you know, which is funny, because we're talking about light and dark, so I was like, that's so, that's so funny. <laughs> um, Love it. <laughs> when I was kind of feeling into you and putting together your intro for the show, for today you know and I got this you do have that sense of where you are completely unapologetic and unafraid to be yourself and you know standing in that you know and in your you know in your fucking anger and she's like well this is how I am and you know and it was almost like you know when you know you and I we first met is that I witnessed in you like you know mm. it's that chest out like yes you know like come on and um, mm. that takes so much courage and that full permission. And I wanted to ask you then is like, how can people begin to get comfortable or as Shelley so beautifully said earlier before, is get, get comfortable with the uncomfortable parts of yourself, you know, mm. so how then do you get comfortable with all of those ugly parts to yourself that you've you've kept under wraps for so long and 
how can people begin to explore that within themselves? I think the biggest thing is like, you don't have to go from not speaking your truth, not using your voice to like, then being this loud, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I'll say whatever yeah. I want. Da, da, da. You don't have to swing the pendulum <laughs> that far. Just little, little, you know, like, it's the simplest little sentence. But my teacher said that to me, she was little, little. And it's like, it's so true, because just small, 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 small steps. And so that might be someone invites you to a baby shower that you don't particularly want to go to. And a lot of us are people pleasers and want to do the right thing. And so that might just be saying, no, actually, I'm not available for that. And you don't actually have to give a reason why. You don't have to justify why you don't want to go. You just have to say, I'm not available for that. (laughs) And slowly over time, and the thing is, right, I want to preface this by saying, when you tell your friends, like, oh, I'm embarking on this journey of self-love and I'm going to really honor myself and stuff, people are like, good for you. That's amazing. I'm with it. Cool until it starts to affect them. And then and then people will be like, you've changed. I don't like this. Um, so I just want everyone to like be aware of that, that people may drop off. People might not like you setting boundaries, but at the end of the day, like it's about you coming from this place of fullness because you can't give from a place of depletion. So mm, mm, in terms of like learning to speak your truth and be unapologetic, I think it's like first realize, well, actually like do, do some like meditation, I guess, if you want to call it that, but just some, some quiet time and think about the people that you want in your life. Right. And the kind of relationships that you want to attract, whether that's friendships or, Um, romantic relationships, whatever it might be. And would those people want you to show up authentically? Mm. Or would they want you to hide pieces of yourself? Because for me, the kind of relationships that I want to attract are people who celebrate that and who also do that themselves. And so it might just start with just saying your opinion on something just one time just a little just dipping your toe in the water yeah because from from there you'll start to recognize and show to yourself and build that self-trust of okay that was safe you know it's like the the gentle unfolding and revealing of yourself it doesn't have to be this like moment it can be testing the waters of saying something and then is that safe okay, yeah, cool. I'll reveal a little bit more or maybe not. And that back and forth with each individual person. That's beautiful advice. It Mm -hmm. really is. And, you know, what I felt, what come up with for me is, and to not have any expectations on them about how they should or Mm. shouldn't answer. You know, there's no, you know, it's not a test. You're not putting them 
you know you're not putting them through the ringer you know there's no they're not going to get graded at the end of it you know it's because it does I think you're you know for me at times it feels like you know it's like people want so much to feel connected and find their tribe or their people and have that sense of belonging that you Mm. know it's just it's like well are you my people like and you know you kind of feel like you're you know you're in an examination you know so Mm. um yeah yeah I think too like in in being unapologetically yourself it's a lot of like the two questions that I would love everyone to just continually ask themselves is what do I need and what do I want Mm. and to be able to ask for that and so I love that you just said that and like having no expectations because in it's it's going to be a learning curve and like it would be great if you could ask for what you need and it was given to you every time but that's not the reality and so you have to be able to hold yourself when someone says no actually I can't give that to you and that's okay that's okay because you want I would imagine you would want them to honor themselves as well yeah just as you were doing yes yeah that's so it's it's super super important that we preface that of like you ask for this it's vulnerable to ask for what you need and especially as women we're taught of like don't don't ask for anything like be the martyr just give and do everything and you have needs as well and they're important and ask for them but they're not always going to be met so then how can you find a way to meet those needs yourself yes exactly and that I think yeah beautiful beautiful wisdom right there and that's and something that I think when you begin to walk this journey is you know it's just like yeah ask for what you want and you be vulnerable and then often there's an expectation where it's like well it's going to manifest instantly if I put it out there or if I'm vibing at the right level or whatever it is and it's like well no that's not always the case you know and trust Mm -hmm. that there is no problem and whatever gets delivered to you is exactly the way it was supposed to be it just might be different to what we had hoped for or anticipated you know so yeah which can be like really hard to hear (laughs) because it's like you know if you've just gone through a breakup you're like well how can that be the thing that's right for me like I'm I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with that person but I promise you like hindsight is 2020 you'll look back and be like oh my god I'm so that was the best thing to ever happen to me You know, before I left to Thailand, I was like, how am I ever going to get over this? This is devastating. And now I'm like, thank you yeah. so much because that changed my life. Yeah. So just having like that full trust in whatever you want to call it, like the universe, higher power, yourself, everything. Yeah. yeah it's so important. I was saying to a friend today, I mm-hmm. honestly believe that having the tool and the ability to zoom out in any occasion is so so powerful i think it's the most powerful tool that we have available to us you know is to just zoom out look at the big picture 
and trust that it's all for our evolution. You know, I think that's so important. Mm. Um, I mm. want to ask you, you mentioned earlier self-pleasure. In your opinion, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you about this, but I'll start off with, in your opinion, what is the difference between masturbation and self-pleasure? Mm. Yeah, cool. So I don't call it masturbation for a reason. Because for me, masturbation feels really goal-oriented mm. and really like quick, succinct, to the point, like, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, five minutes done. And we're, we're, that's how a lot of us grew up, right? Like, you know, under the covers, you need to be really quiet. You need to do it quickly so that you don't get caught by your parents and, and all of that. So that's certainly how I started masturbating and mine was with a vibrator. Um, and so self-pleasure is really the act of, it feels like a devotional act to myself, like honoring and worshiping myself. And so for me, like sometimes in self-pleasure, I don't even touch my, my pussy like at all. You know, I can just be, I want to encourage people to expand their idea of pleasure. And so that's not just sexual pleasure. It can be like, you know, running your hands through your hair and you're like, oh, that feels like really pleasurable. Um, and it's like really the act of dropping the goal. So which can be really challenging. And there's certainly, there's certainly a place, a time and yeah. place for masturbation. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want to get in there and have an orgasm yeah. and go to sleep, which is yeah. cool. But the self-pleasure is really taking the time to explore your body, your whole body, using the tools of breath, sound, movement, and focus. Um, to really drop into your body. And so those are ways to get out of your head where we're thinking, analyzing, trying to get somewhere and just be with whatever it is. It's for me, it's almost like a, like a body meditation, right? It's like an act of being present really. Yeah. And so I feel there's a, there's a big, big difference between them and, and language has a lot of power. So maybe one small thing you can do is start calling it self-pleasure, which just sounds so much nicer and yeah. better than it, masturbation yes, it does. for me anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, there was another question in there I had around. Oh, so I, oh, actually, no, you answered it. I was actually going to ask you about, you know, self-pleasure and you know identifying that often it can be a belief about having an orgasm you know and so it's like yeah mm. okay getting in there but you actually already answered that beautifully so there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that can be like really challenging to let go of you know I certainly I still have my moments where I'm trying to self-pleasure and I can feel myself like really trying to get somewhere and sometimes I have to just call it quits yes. because I can't like just be with what's present mm -hmm. and so like yeah I'm just like okay 
this isn't work. I'm not enjoying the sensations. I'm trying to get somewhere. And the, the more you chase the orgasm, like the further it runs away. <laughs> so the more we're like, I need to do it. I need to get there. The more the orgasm is just like, nah, yeah. <laughs> not exactly. happening. Yeah, exactly. That's so, yeah. so true. But even just like breathing into it, you know, is so so powerful in that moment is to connect back into the body and and it just it heightens and builds the energy around it so um yeah no I um absolutely agree with that in in your experience Michelle with your sexuality coaching um what do you feel like is the biggest challenge or hurdle that women, and I'll say women because you predominantly work with women, I know, is that mm. um, mm. what is the biggest hurdle and challenge for women in their sexuality? And what, ha, um, how is it changing their, or yeah, how is it changing their lives? Mm. So, I don't think I've had a client who hasn't had this problem and that's I'm too in my head. Mm. I can't, I can't get out of my head during sex or, or self-pleasure. Um, how do I do that? Mm. And so, yeah, we can be really in this state of, you know, during lovemaking of like, okay, what's coming next? When do I need to return the favor? Is he liking this? Is he bored? What do I taste like? Oh my God, da, da, da. what do I look like? Which is like not super pleasurable. Mm, no. So that's like, yeah, like, you know, and, and, and that for me was why I was like, I was faking orgasms yeah. because I was so up here trying to perform, trying to do it right trying to make him happy that I was like oh and now on cue (laughs) I will orgasm and he's gonna think this is the most amazing thing which is actually doing like such a disservice to him as well so like I'm so sorry (laughs) for anyone that I've done that to (laughs) but um in terms of like how do we then drop into the body it's it's really what I spoke about like those keys of breath, movement, sound, focus, Um, be with the sensations moment to moment and full acceptance of that. So if you are in your head, notice that Mm. and then, ah, interesting. I'm in my head. Okay, cool. Where can I maybe breathe a little bit deeper? Maybe I could sound a little bit more Mm -hmm. and because we can go, I'm in my fucking head again. I'm doing it again. And that's like not help no. and that's <laughs> you know? another show reel of another mind fuck you know <laughs> so. yes exactly and then it becomes this this belief that you keep telling ourselves that you keep telling yourself of like i'm always in my head i can i'm never embodied everyone else is embodied and i just can't do it i i can't orgasm i'm not sexual i'm not sexy i'm not confident whatever it is it's these beliefs that you keep reaffirming to yourself and then what do you get when you reaffirm your beliefs? More of yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we hear all this stuff about beliefs and mindset coaching and, and business coaching and finance and like any sort of coaching. 
it it actually comes back down to beliefs Mm -hmm. yeah and so how is this like impacting women first off sexual energy is like the most potent energy it's literally life force like when you when you think about it logically it's like you have sex and you can create a life and birth another human from that that's like some pretty potent stuff and when you can connect to that like it actually has a ripple effect into your entire life so when you're like a sexually confident radiant woman who's connected to your body connected to your feminine energy all of that people pick up on that and they want to be around it because it's like magnetic and so this will attract money like if you wanted to you can do sex magic rituals it will help your career your creativity certainly um your relationships obviously would improve when you're connected to yourself because how can you tell someone what you want if you don't even know what you want so it all starts with you and yeah just this deep connection to self because you'll start making choices from a deep place of integrity and authenticity because you can hear these messages of yes and no and you know and then start to navigate your life through that so like i've had women like quit their jobs because they're like this is not in alignment with me or end relationships or start relationships that they were terrified to be in so it really yeah i just oh i love it because it actually has such a profound effect on women oh absolutely it would and that's and you know it is absolutely you're so right like it it is so contagious you know and um and it often doesn't look how we think that it's going to you know and um and that is the real beauty i think in it you know um tell us more about a sec like sex magic and sex magic rituals what are they like give us an inside view as to the potency of those Mm, yeah so there's like various different types of sex magic like the first one that i ever did was self-pleasuring on a pile of money Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wanted to bring in more abundance and so it was like i was just laying on a pile of cash and like pleasuring myself and just like visualizing you know the kind of abundance that i wanted to create Mm. and I'll give I'll give you guys like a little um, practice that you can do. So if you want to bring in more like abundance, for instance, right? Actually, I'll just I'll just make it general. So self pleasure, and then like really visualize what it is that you're wanting to create. Make sure that you're staying in this like high vibe state. So if you're in a bit of a mood or you're feeling angry or sad or whatever it's probably not the best time to be manifesting things because you're going to bring more of that. (laughs) So like save the anger gasms for another day. Um, Yeah. And so when you're doing this, focusing on the sensations, really feeling into, um, into this goal that you have and see it in a five senses reality. So if you had this goal of whatever it is, 
what would you see around you to let you know that you've achieved this? What would you be hearing? So any sounds, what are you telling yourself? What are you hearing? Um, what are you feeling? What can you touch? Or what emotions can you feel? What can you taste in your mouth? And what can you smell? So using all the five senses to really make this real for you. And it also signals to the brain that, oh, this is safe because then it will be like, oh, okay, I can go do this because we've done it before, you know? We know exactly what that's like. Yeah, so it's it's that like that threat thing. It kind of turns off the fight or flight because you've just made it real. And so then when you are, when you do have an orgasm, then literally visualize like shooting this out the crown of your head, like into the universe, this, this goal and Feel those five senses. So again, going through that and like just really dropping it and then like letting it kind of shower all over you. Yeah, it's just all, I've got like goosebumps. It feels really delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so much other stuff you can do with like the chakras and moving, cycling the energy through and then shooting it out the head. But that's like a really basic kind of general one that anyone could do. And if you want money, do it on a pile of cash. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And that's really that, um, what comes to my mind just then was, you know, you were saying before that, like, if, um, you know, if you're feeling angry or sad or whatever that is, you know, and maybe then is not the time to self-pleasure on abundance, you know. But then if using mm-hmm. the questions that you said earlier, what do I need? What do I want? You know, it might be something else, you know, so, you know, you could still self pleasure, Mm. but your needs are probably different. So, um, I love that Mm. that permission that, you know, yeah, just honoring where you're at. Mm. Yeah. Like certainly self pleasure when you're angry or sad or anything like, I've had some profound <laughs> orgasms from from self-pleasuring when I'm angry or making love when I'm angry, like these guttural screams which are coming out of me and it's deeply healing and releasing. And so that's great. But yeah, like if you're wanting to call in love or abundance or something like mm. maybe, yeah, something else. But yeah, absolutely. Like tuning into those questions. What do I need? What do I want? And it's like, I want to call in like having strong boundaries, whatever. So yeah, absolutely. I love that you touched on that. You mm. speak about boundaries and you honor them so well. Um, how, how do you do that? <laughs> I love it. I know, I'm trying to think of this, you know, and then I was like, no, 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 let's just, Go straight there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. So like boundaries was something I really, really struggled with like massively. It was one of the hardest things for me. And I want to say that when you don't honor your boundaries, you actually create so much armor mm-hmm. because you're like mm-hmm. telling yourself, see, see what happens like 
people, people don't honor, they don't listen to me or like people take advantage of me or whatever it might be. Yeah, like I stayed in victim mode for a long time mm-hmm. and there was a payoff for that because yeah. I got sympathy and attention and all this, oh, poor me. I'm the first to admit that. And boundaries, boundaries is really hard, yeah. really, really hard it's... because it, it people don't want to be told no, yeah. <laughs> you know? And like I mentioned before, Sorry, I've got a hair in my mouth. <laughs> um, we're, we're taught this, like, be a nice girl. Yeah. Be, be kind. And absolutely, it's great to be kind. But sometimes there's a need for, like, no, thank yeah. you. That's enough. Yeah. You know? And, and people might not react well to that, especially if you've always been this people pleaser and then you start to swing the other way and so setting boundaries can feel really tricky and I want to acknowledge that for people you know because it's it's not going to be easy and so it starts with with little things and the the thing is they all kind of link into each other right like you start doing these practices to connect to yourself and then that's the first step because you'll start to hear the message You'll feel that that contraction or that heat or that tingling or like whatever it is to you that might be a signal of, no, I don't want this. Or maybe it's a thought that comes into your mind. It could be either. And it says, no, I don't want that or that doesn't work for me or whatever. Then you might have a thought that goes, yeah, but it's a good idea. Or like, you know, it's like, yeah, I've had that kind of pull mm. between the body and the mind. Mm. And so soothing that, and then you just have to say no. Like it's, we can make these things so complicated, right? Because you have to have a reason. Yes. You have to come up yes. with something. And and also, mm, when I started working with my boundaries, I could be really angry and aggressive. Mm. So like, no, fuck off, get away from me. I don't want that, um, which I found this boundaries was really tricky for me at work stripping. And when I would come from that energy, men, I felt like almost wanted to like fuck yes. with me. Like yeah. it was like they wanted to compete. Yeah. yeah. And so they yeah. almost crossed my boundaries more. Yes. Yeah. And so what I started doing, I had a real problem with people um, videoing. Like they'd take out their phone and they would video my shows. And I would come in and if if I see one fucking phone, I'm gonna throw it and da 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 da. And that never worked. <laughs> so I when I started doing this work of connecting to myself, I was like, I'm gonna try something a little bit mm. different. And I started going in and saying, I would really love if you could keep your phones in your pocket because it makes me feel unsafe and really uncomfortable. I rarely, rarely, rarely have problems with phones now. Because when I came from a place of vulnerability, that was what changed it for people, right? When you have this energy of get away, and don't get me wrong, there's absolutely a a time and place 
for that yeah. whole getaway yeah. from me. Um, but if it's just, you know, uh, polite, yeah. you know, I guess, then having that vulnerability as well, like, no, this actually doesn't work for yeah. me anymore because I'm feeling da 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's there's something that um when you first said like it's so huge and I don't think that I've I don't think I've heard it before um is it you know like the lack of if you don't adhere you know create boundaries adhere to your boundaries then you're creating armor for yourself mm. and that mm. is so so true like that is mm huge and so I think that you know that fully you know understanding that is so empowering but also as well is that that then just feeds back into the beliefs as well you know so the lack of boundaries and then the world you know they're not listening to me why does everyone you know why do, why doesn't anyone listen to me you know and it becomes you can really start to see how this vicious cycle kind of continues and um mm. that's it's and it really does start with boundaries and i think a lot of people struggle with boundaries i really do yeah and that that thing i just want to mm. touch on like if you're saying like people don't listen to me where are you not listening to yes. yourself Right. People don't honor my boundaries. You don't honor your yes. boundaries. And that's what it comes down to. And so like what what I mean by it creates this armor, your body goes like, well, you're not keeping me safe. So I need to go into protective mode. And so I'm going to create this layer of complete numbness so that when people do cross our boundaries, I don't have to feel mm -hmm. it. And so specifically in the realm of sexuality, right, like I can't count how many times I have had sex before I'm fully aroused and ready and like and it was a full fuck yeah. yes it was like all right well like he's ready yeah. so I guess I'll be ready to get the lube <laughs> and so you know like I think every yeah, woman has probably experienced yeah. that at one point or another yeah. yeah and and that creates physical numbness inside the vagina and so then if you're wondering like, well, why can't I feel pleasure and stuff? And it's because there's layers, there's layers to melt through, through this numbness and the, and it goes in steps, right? Cause you'll go like, you'll feel the numbness and then you'll be like, oh, okay, that's melted. Now I'm feeling anger and now I'm feeling sadness. And it can be a lot, like a lengthy process. Mm. If you've been doing this for decades yeah. as I was, yeah. Like there's a lot to go through. It's not like you do like two coaching sessions and you're like, holy, got it now. Perfect. But just know, this is my belief anyways, the more numbness there is, the more anger there is, the more sadness there is, that means there's just as much pleasure and just as much bliss. It's just below. It's just below that. So we got to go through that to get to that beautiful place. And yeah. that's, I don't know about you, but do you just like when you really start to lean into that and you just, the compassion that you have for, for this unfolding and understanding, like it's just, it feels absolutely huge, you know, and 
I think mm. as soon as we really begin to fully grasp that and see this, you know, and allow it to all begin to melt away. And um, once we have that compassion, then self-acceptance follows, you know, and then yes. from self-acceptance, self-love comes as well. Mm. So, you know, mm. I'm feeling like these waves of just like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah because it's not actually the problem it's how you feel about the pro the problem you know so it's like if you're having so much numbness if you're having trouble feeling physically or emotionally or both coming from a place of I can't believe there's so much numbness. I should be feeling more. I've been doing this for two months. What the hell? Nothing's happening. Yeah. That's going to create even more numbness, even more shutdown. And so like, if you can try to come from the space of like, yeah, there's numbness. Mm. Okay. Mm. And it makes sense why there's numbness because I have crossed my boundaries in the past. And this was a real shift for me when I was going through this deep well of numbness and my teacher said, wow, your body's done such a good job of making you safe. Can't just like take a second to thank your body. And I was like, wow, yeah. Cause I've been in some pretty tricky situations before and it's kept me so safe, so much compassion and that, is a huge huge shift when you can say like it makes so much sense and thank you body and that is what will like melt it that's right exactly. yeah that's it and allowing that like it's just that gratitude that you have for your body and everything that it's done for you like wow yeah. you know it's just yeah it's it's huge and we put our bodies through so much yeah we really really do really do and rarely you know and often if you're you know if it's not a practice or devotion but you know often you know you just you can ridicule it you know and don't give any thanks mm. to all of the amazing you know um work that it does for us mm. so beautiful mm. Mm. um um, where that like we need to finish up, but I did just have another question before it just swept through me. So I'm need to try and recapture it. What it was is when we really begin to melt and lean in to all of this and allow this self love and the self pleasure and. I, it's just like, you know, life becomes a ritual, you know, like this beautiful ritual, you mm. know. Um, mm. <coughs> but, um, you know, and you're having, you know, I want to say better sex, but that's, you know, that term doesn't feel anywhere near as honouring. <laughs> um but when you're allowing all of this, you know, so, you know, your sexuality is heightened and you're feeling connected and strong and fierce and all of these amazing things and your self-worth is, you know, is whole and vibing, you know, infinitely. 
is what happens to the clarity and your intuition in that? Mm. How does it change your life purpose? I think, yeah. So I think it just becomes so amplified because I feel like we, we all have intuition, right? And we all, we all can get those subtle messages sometimes. It's often that we just don't listen to it. But when you're in these, this state and pleasure like isn't just like reserved for the bedroom, pleasure is like, oh my God, the sun shining on my face feels so good. It's in your whole life. This intuition, these messages become so loud, they are impossible to ignore. So that feeds into boundaries and all of these things because like it becomes to the point where you're like, oh my God, it's actually ruling my life. I can't not listen to this because the messages will get stronger and stronger and stronger and like bad shit will happen if you're not listening because it's like, wake up, (laughs) listen. Yeah. And so like it gets so strong and it becomes way easier to hear it and act on it. And so in the beginning, you're going to feel terrified like absolutely terrified try just listening to your intuition no matter what for a week try that and see where that takes you because i promise like some things will change in your life Mm -hmm. if if it's telling you to like go outside and um like play in the mud just go do it like don't make sense of it just do it (laughs) yeah and yeah these messages just get so so amplified and it's really, really cool. It is. It is cool. Yeah. And something that I just realized is that, you know, you spoke, you know, we spoke earlier about, you know, any sort of coaching um, and it settles from beliefs, you know, like a lot of it, they all talk about mm-hmm. beliefs. But something and but a lot of the like business coaching and personal development and leadership and mindset is a lot, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of it is very goal orientated, right? Where, mm. I don't know about you, but when you're coming from this space of, you know, I'll say more embodied, you know, integrated mm. space that that we're operating from, do you find it's actually not, goal orientated because there's no end point you know there's no Mm -hmm. you know it's um it's not as you know defiant does that make sense yeah yeah yes yeah yeah it can be um it can i find clients can find it quite um challenging because they want something tangible, yeah. right? Like it's like, I'm doing this to get this outcome. Yes. They want and answers. so like explaining exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I want the orgasm, yes. which is yeah. great. And so with my clients, I work with a desire. Mm. What's the, what do you desire? Mm. Which I feel like is just a really yummy, delicious mm. term yes. rather than like, okay, what's your goal? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Super masculine <laughs> energy of like direct. Um, 
Yeah. So what's the desire? But really, it's like, how can you feel those feelings now? Like, how can you feel whatever it is you want? Okay, so I want to be um, a radiant, pleasure-filled woman who's having, like, deep orgasms every day. Perfect. Great. So you might not be having the orgasms right now, but how can you feel pleasure? How can you feel radiant right now? And it is an ever unfolding thing, right? Like it's like business coaching. Okay, I want to make $100,000. Cool. And then you move on to a next goal. But like being a pleasure-filled, radiant woman is like infinite. Like there's no cap on how much pleasure or radiance you can feel. And so it goes way beyond the coaching relationship. And I really want to empower people to be their own healer. I don't want people to be dependent on me and have to come back time and time and time again of like, help me, heal me. It's like, girl, you got it. Yes, fix me. Nothing's broken. Exactly. Nothing's broken. Yeah. And that is, and that is so, so freaking empowering, you know, and it's, and it's hard because it's like, well, you know what, like it's, you may not get the answer. In fact, most of it will probably be unanswered, you know, and because it's not the point, like it's not the point, you know, it's, yeah. um, it is, it's, 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 you know, feeling the, feeling the air on your skin and it's that, you know, feeling mm. the pleasure in all moments, which is, yeah, so, so true. Michelle, what is turning you on at the moment? Ooh, I love that question. (laughs) What's turning me on? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of, um, I'm trying out a lot of different things, like speaking engagements and like that is really turning me on actually being, surprise, surprise, I like being in front of a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really like, nourishing me and I'm yeah I'm single right now and that's really turning me on because I'm finding this peer this um yeah this this way of integration between my inner man and my inner woman and that feels really beautiful because I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where and I'm not there yet but like little little (laughs) where I'm not outsourcing the masculine and so it feels really delicious to be able to like turn myself on and you know get my own shit done which is really just juicy and yeah I feel really independent and whole yeah that word comes in my mind too and that is so I love how you talk about that is outsourcing you know your masculinity that's so so true it's beautiful awesome oh yes Mm. yeah (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show today it's just it's such a i feel like it was a real you know a conversation that everyone will relate to you know and it's um and it's such potent and powerful conversations but I think today if any there was a real 
elegance and a real gentleness to it, which was really beautiful. Um, I think mm. even just anyone listening to this, those, you know, the chipping away of any numbness, you know, just listening to this alone, I think will begin to let that melt and dissolve. So mm. thank you so much for showing up today in just your beautiful self and being so unafraid and unapologetic and doing what you do for so many women. Um, you know, it's important work. So thank you so much for sharing it with us today, beautiful woman. Thank you so much for having me here. I really, really loved it. And yeah, I can't wait to connect with you again. Me too, me too. For now, thank you so much, beautiful woman, for sharing all of your wisdom and deliciousness today. You are absolutely just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.